भगवते वासुदेवा भगवते वासुदेवा भगवते वासुदेवा नमो भगवते नमो भगवते वासुदेवा नमो भगवते वासुदेवा ธรรมโมภายธรรมธรรมโมภายธรรมปฏิยันติวิปราคังกาชเตวีธิตัจจิตธรรมอิเชฟิจอภะชิษฐาคุหะคัสทักษะโควาตัสสัตบาลังก
सावयितम् सापदूतम् परिजनासहितम् कृष्णचैतन्यदेवम् श्रीराधा कृष्णपादान सहगना ललिता हे गोपेशा गोपिका खांता राधा खंड नमोस्तते कंचन गौरांगी राधे वृंदावनेश्वरी वृषभानु सुधे देवी प्रणमामी हरि प्रिय वंशकल्पाथरूप्य कृपा सिंधुप्य पतिथानिभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नमः श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु निनंद श्री अद्वैत गराधर श्रीवासदी गौर भक्त वृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे नमः ओम विष्णु पदाय कृष्ण प्रेष्टाय भूतले श्रीमते भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी नित्यनामिने नमस्ते सरस्वती देवे गौरवानी प्रचारिने निर्विशेषा सुन्यवादी अस्तदेशधारिने Hare Krishna, I am profoundly grateful, honored, and so happy to be blessed with the association of each and every one of you. I cannot physically see you with my eyes, but in my heart of hearts, I'm sitting on that beautiful asana in Sri Sri Radha Gopinath. Temple. To my left side is Srimati Radharani offering the garland of all the assembled devotees sincere devotion to Gopinath. Are inspiring us all to dance in gratitude and sweet surrender while chanting. Krishna's holy names, and Sri Gopal, Sri Nathji, is standing in that most merciful, munificent form of the protector of all the Vaishnavas, is the attractor of everyone's hearts. Sri Giridhari, the lifter of Govardhan Hill, and to the right is the beautiful Vyasasan. Of our beloved Guru Maharaj, the founder Acharya of Iskcon, 
His Divine Grace A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. And all around are the effulgent, blessed faces of the assembled devotees. That same experience, it cannot be interrupted by material circumstances. There's that well-known story that I have often shared with you where my beloved god-brother Hayagriva Prabhu was at the Ananda Ashram in upstate New York with Srila Prabhupada and just a few devotees in 1966. And he was sleeping under the stars in the grass outside and had a dream. In that dream he saw Krishna sitting on a chariot in the land of Kurukshetra, teaching Arjuna the Bhagavad Gita. Suddenly in the dream, Krishna manifested himself to be Srila Prabhupada. And Arjuna as Hayagriva, and Srila Prabhupada was instructing him. Hayagriva ran the next morning and told Srila Prabhupada this dream. He said, it seemed like it was identical, Krishna speaking to Arjuna and you speaking to me. Srila Prabhupada said, yes. Whenever a devotee is repeating the words of Krishna in Parampara, with a sincere heart, then Krishna is speaking through and the devotees can experience the same benefit as Arjuna. When we read the Bhagavad Gita, when we hear the classes glorifying Lord Sri Krishna, the same benefit could be there. It is just a matter of our sincerity, our eagerness to hear, and ultimately, Sharanagati, our surrender. Krishna tells in the Bhagavad Gita that according to how we seek shelter of Krishna, how we surrender in our heart to be a servant for the pleasure of Krishna, as the servant of the servant of the servant. Words through his names, through his pastimes. And through the association of his devotees. So many of the greatest histories of all the religions of the world have been revealed at times of apparent desperation, where the challenges seemed insurmountable. And the devotees, whenever they took shelter of the Lord with faith, 
not necessarily in a physical way, but from a spiritual perspective. The devotees grew toward the highest perfection. Separation, vipralamba or viraha bhava, feeling separation from Krishna was a primary message of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And it was especially um, revealed by him in his Antilila of Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita when he was living in Gambira. In the mood of Sri Radha, in the mood of a devotee, Mahaprabhu was deeply absorbed in feeling separations from Krishna. And the six Goswamis, Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, Raghunath Das Goswami, Raghunath Bhatt Goswami, Gopal Bhatta Goswami, and Jiva Goswami, they, through their writings and through their personal example, they taught this great treasure of love in separation. He Radhe Brajadeva Ke Chalalite Hinanda Shunokata. In separation, there is union within the heart. In this way, there is no impediment by any physical situations that can separate us from Krishna, who is always in our heart, and from the devotees, who are always with Krishna in our heart. So, I'm sitting in this very faraway place in America, and many of you in India or other parts of the world. But by Krishna's grace, um, even if there was no technology at all, if we're chanting our japa sincerely, if we're chanting kirtan sincerely, if we're if we're reading or speaking Srimad Bhagavatam, Bhagavad Gita sincerely, we're together. Srila Prabhupada explained, if you're chanting Hare Krishna and I'm chanting Hare Krishna and all of us are chanting Hare Krishna, we are all on a spiritual level together. And devotees could feel that. In Kali Yuga, Technology, in certain ways, compensates for the deficiencies we have in this age of Kali. Previously, people would hear Krishna Kata, people would hear the message of the Lord and would remember it always. And in remembering, Devotees, wherever they were in the world, they were together. It's incredible because when the six Goswamis, at a certain time after they, Rupan Sanatan and Raghunath Das Goswami, they left Puri and went to Brindaban 
And for many years, decades, they did not see Lord Chaitanya again. But they were intimately together. And they were together with all the associates of the Lord. So now we have this quite incredible technology where through uh, live streaming or internet, we're together. Through the printing press, we could read the words of Krishna and the words of Acharyas, and according to how we're surrendering, taking shelter of that message with an eager heart and trying to follow it to the best of our abilities, we're there with all of our Acharyas, with Srila Prabhupada and with Radha Gopinath. That is transcendental life, where we are united, sometimes in physical presence and sometimes in separation. So I'm very, very happy, very grateful. My heart is literally flooding over with joy, seeing all the devotees assembled in Radha Gopinath's temple. Some devotees are sitting in chairs to my left in the Pujari room. Some are crowded in the temple room. Some are at the door. Some are up on the balconies near the windows above. And now we may be at our homes. There may be lockdowns, but we're together through transcendental sound, through devotion. And that is beautiful. In this spirit, not any impediment of this world, not even death can separate us. Because we are the eternal soul. We are all eternally part of Krishna, loving servants of Krishna. And on that spiritual level of experience, we are beyond and above, transcendental to the ever-changing pleasures and pains of this world. Transcendental to birth and to death. Krishna is in our heart. Krishna unites his devotees. But it is important that devotees are eager to serve one another. Why? Because that is what gives the greatest pleasure to Krishna. To serve one another and to share this great blessing of Krishna's presence of God's grace with as many people as possible in this world. Today, the brahmacharis of Sri Sri Radha Gopinath Temple gave me this particular verse to speak on. It is from the first canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, chapter 19, entitled The Appearance of Sukadev Goswami, text number 15. 
it is the story of Parikshit Maharaj. He was young. He was full of good health. He was enjoying the greatest possible success of this world. As the emperor, the king of the world, he ruled not thinking himself as anything but a humble servant of the servant of the servant. In spirit, in words, and in action, he was aware that everything is ever fleeting and changing. We could be a king at one moment, we can be a bird or an insect in the next. The eternal soul within all living beings is a part of Krishna. And this physical body, whatever it may be, we only have it for a very short time. What do we do with this body? The human form of life, durlabha manabha janmalovya samsare, is so rare, it is so precious. Because in this human form of life, we could learn to see the presence of God everywhere and in everyone. We could learn how to awaken love for God within our own hearts, awakening the true nature of the soul and sharing that. The experience we have when that love is awakened and also the process of how to awaken it are very much the same. To see everything as Krishna's property, the entire creation, and to see everyone in every species of life as God infinitely loves. Krishna may be pleased or may not be pleased, but it loves every spirit soul in their essential true nature. In this sense, our whole life, whatever we do, whoever we are, whatever we have, it's oriented in a spirit of seva, or service. To be a caretaker of God's property, and a caretaker and a, and a servant of all beings. That was Parikshit Maharaj's consciousness. And he did it so well. Today, it's natural even for a devotee to ask, why is this happening to me? Sometimes we're sick. Sometimes we're dying. Sometimes our loved ones are dying or have died. Sometimes economically things appear to be collapsing and desperate. 
Sometimes we're locked down and separated from the things that we love to do. Sometimes people are against us, trying to destroy us. There's limitless ways things could go wrong in this world. King Parikshit and so many other great personalities, some who were married with families, some who were renunciates, they taught us where to find happiness, where to find truth in every situation of life. Maharaj Parikshit was such an emperor, he traveled throughout the world. And wherever there was people, wherever there was animals, wherever there was birds, wherever there was any species of life, he was willing to lay his life down to protect them. To take responsibility. According to the highness of our post, there should be a a sense of willingness to sacrifice to take responsibility for the well-being of others. It is said for much who is get for, for those who much is given, much is expected. The Gita tells what great people do, the common people. That will be their standard. And that will be how they learn to model their own lives, their values. Whether one be a friend, a mother, a father, big or little position is not so important. What is important is whatever position we have, whatever role we take in this world, we do it in this spirit of being the servant of the servant of the servant, of living with the integrity that that everything is Krishna's property and to be a well-wisher of all living beings for Krishna's pleasure. Parikshit Maharaj traveled the world and he protected the innocent. And wherever there was those who were exploiting because he was in the role of government, he was not, he was not materially sentimental. Bhakti is a sentiment of loving Krishna, of feeling compassion for all living beings. Paradukha Dukhi. A devotee, he feels the suffering of others as his own suffering or her own suffering and feels the pleasure and happiness of others to be our own happiness. Now that's a sentiment. But it's a sentiment born of spiritual truth. But where there was people who were wicked, who were exploiting the rights of the innocent, who were discriminating against anybody because of their differences. 
King Parikshit was bold, like time personified, to stop that injustice, and if necessary, to punish those who were violating other people's rights. When an innocent cow or bull was being abused, Parikshit Maharaj was right there, willing to give his life and soul to protect. Maharaj Shibi was willing to give his life for a little pigeon. So Parikshit Maharaj, he ruled with such compassion. Sometimes that compassion took the form of very strong justice and punishment, but it was always in the spirit of helping everyone. That was his role as the leader of a government. And he was a descendant of the Pandavas, the grandchild of Arjuna and Yudhisthira Maharaj. There wasn't a battle, he was not victorious. There wasn't an injustice that he did not correct. There wasn't any living being, whether it be the plants or the trees or the insects or the birds, whether it be the animals or all varieties of humans. He was there to protect because one who wants to love God and one who loves God their value of life is the same. Suhradan Sarvaputana. To truly strive to be a well-wishing friend for all living beings. Today in the world we see people on the base of the color of their skin, on the basis of their particular caste, or role, or, or role in society according to one's religious beliefs, according to one's sex, practically on every level. People who have this obsessive, obsessive need to feel themselves better than others, they exploit and they abuse others. And when we think we're this body, in this vidya, in this pathetic state of ignorance, we need to feel ourselves better than others. I and mine, I am better. And in order for me, I, to feel better than my religion, my nation, my caste, my color of skin, 
I and mine are better than you. Why do people need to feel this? It's because they're disconnected from their true self. When we understand Bhaktaram Jagatapa Samsarava Lokameshwaram, Suratam Sarava Bhutanam Gyatva Mam Shanti Mrichati. When we understand that our Supreme Father, our Supreme Mother, the Lord who is the origin of everything and everyone, is great. When we take pleasure actually in the greatness of God, in the love of God, in the mercy of God, then our greatest happiness is not to feel ourselves better than others. But as Lord Chaitanya taught, it is to be the servant of the servant of the servant of the servant. How sad it is that people in this world are completing, competing, and causing pain and violence and heartbreak to others because they feel themselves to be the enjoyer. Lord Chaitanya taught One who's actually in knowledge and one who really wants to realize that knowledge aspires to be humble like a blade of grass, tolerant and forgiving like a tree, eager to offer appropriate respect to every living being and not expect or demand, not feel entitled for respect oneself. That is leadership. That is wisdom. Parikshit Maharaj lived in that spirit. Yes, he had a royal palace with all the elegance, luxuries, and opulences, because that's what kings have. He had a beautiful family, a wife and children. But he saw everything in a spirit of humble service. But then something happened. He was out in the forest, and he made a mistake. How is it possible such an enlightened, self-realized person makes a mistake? In his case, we can understand it was Krishna's arrangement to teach the world. But it's also very instructive because we make mistakes. He made a small mistake. He offended Sami Grishi, a great Brahmin who was sitting in meditation. He did something that was slightly insulting. And a young child, the son of Sami Grishi, cursed Parikshit Maharaj to die in seven days. Actually, when Parikshit Maharaj 
before he even heard that curse, when he left the little ashram in the forest of Samigrishi, he was thinking in his mind, I have just done something very wrong. Let whatever purification is required come to me. When he was back at his palace, Samigrishi, who came out of his meditation, his samadhi, he found out from his son what has happened. He felt such shame, such regret. Samigrishi loved King Pariksit. He honored him with all his heart as a saint, as a devotee, and as a protector of all the people. He may have made a mistake, but this is not what should happen. But there must be a higher will. Samigrishi, in great regret, he sent a message to Parikshit that my little son has cursed you to die in seven days by being bitten by a snake bird. Our Acharyas and Srila Prabhupada explained that when Parikshit Maharaj heard this news, he could have gone to Samigrishi's hermitage to beg apologize for the mistake he made. Because that's generally the appropriate thing to do for such a gentle person as the king. But he didn't out of respect and sensitivity. From the message he received, he understood that Samigrishi, his heart was broken with regret what his son had done. He felt so sorry. And Parikshit knew that if I go there, it'll only exasperate his regret and his broken heart. So out of respect for the Rishi, he did not go there. He left his palace with a very hopeful, eager, and grateful heart and went close by to the river Ganga, or Ganges. There he sat at the bank and took a vow to fast till death. Completely absorbing his mind and his heart in remembering the Supreme Lord of his heart, Sri Krishna. He had complete faith. Krishna tells in Gita, Antakali that one who remembers me in life and remembers me at the time of death will come to me without fail. This is Krishna's promise to everyone. Ante Narayana Smriti. There is no greater success in life than to remember Krishna in our life and at the time of death. 
for one who remembers Krishna with love and devotion, even death is the opening of the doors to the brilliant light of the spiritual world, to enter into Krishna's eternal pastimes. And in life, to know that every moment is so precious is such a special opportunity to cultivate our love for Krishna. Everything and all of our decisions in life should be harmonized with that truth. When Parikshit Maharaj was on the bank of the Ganges, it was his great longing to be in the association of great devotees of the Lord. And news spread very fast, even faster than this internet age. When he came to the bank of the Ganges, instantly sages, rishis, yogis, great saints had heard about it. And by every means possible, they came there. Narada Muni, Vyasadeva, Gautam Rishi, Parasara Muni, Bardbaj Muni, so many Vishwamitra, Vashishta, they all came there. In the guise of the pilgrim's journey, they came to the bank of the Ganga. But in actuality, they wanted to be there for the king. During his last days, they wanted to be there to express their deepest respect and honor for him. And also, they wanted to be there to help him to fulfill his innermost, deepest desire in life to surrender in sweet love to Krishna. When all the great sages and rishis were gathered together, Parikshit Maharaj, with total sincerity, he bowed his head at the lotus feet of all these great people. And Srila Prabhupada explains this bowing of one's head could be such a deep experience. Sometimes the holiest, most sacred ceremonies or activities can be taken for granted as just something very ordinary. Sometimes just as a matter of a formality, we bow our head to someone. But in a purport of Srimad Bhagavatam, in this instance, Srila Prabhupada explains when one bows one's head to another person, one is actually in the mood of taking that person's presence in one's life in the core of one's heart and offering all respect. 
and to the person who is being bowed down to, that person takes that person who's bowing down into the very core of his heart with all respect. And in this way, there's an exchange of blessings. There's an exchange of love. There's a merging of affection in the hearts of the people. Such a tearful, spiritually emotional experience was happening on the bank of Mother Ganga as Parikshit Maharaj was bowing to each, each of these sages. It was so heartfelt. And with such gratitude. Then Parikshit Maharaj, with folded hands, he expressed how I am the most grateful person. There can be no one who is more grateful than me at this moment. How is that? He's cursed to die in seven days from a very fearful type of death. In the 10th canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, the verses there, Tate nukampam susumikshamano punjana evatma kritam vipagam. That one who, even in a situation of hardship, reversal, in a very painful condition, that person who bows one's head with gratitude to the Lord, that person will achieve the highest perfection of liberation. Brahma spoke that word. And we find in the lives of all the saints, in the lives of all the great devotees, they all lived by this principle. Parikshit Maharaj was genuinely grateful. What could be better? He said to the great sages, I'm just a fallen person, very ordinary person, engaged in so many materialistic activities, and you have all come here just to bless me? How grateful I am. How happy I am. I don't deserve this kindness. He wasn't thinking, why am I have to die? I won't see my family anymore. I won't have my palace anymore. I won't have all of my power and all my rule over others anymore. I'm going to die. He wasn't thinking that. He was thinking, how fortunate. I'm in the association of great, great devotees of the Lord who have come to bless me. I just want to give my heart and soul to hearing the glories of the Lord for these seven days. And let my heart fully find the shelter of the mercy of the Lord. Then he asked two questions to the sages. Please tell me, 
what is the prime duty for all living beings in every situation of life? Whether it's a challenging situation or a very prosperous situation, what is the prime duty that we all have? And what is the duty of a person who is about to die? It was just at that time that a 16-year-old boy named Sukadev appeared in that assembly. And the sages and the rishis, although many of them were far older than him, far more famous than him, they all stood up to receive him. Now, to speak the Srimad Bhagavatam to the king, to, to be the person who is unanimously agreed upon to give the last message, that person is going to have the ultimate fame forever. Vyasadeva, his Guru Narada, Vishwamitra, Vashishta, all these sages, they weren't thinking. I should be the one to speak. When this boy, Sukadev, who was really unheard of, and he was only 16, and he didn't even have any clothes on, because he was just wandering alone through the forest, they understood he could best serve the king they all agreed and gave him the asana to sit on. Maharaj Parikshit bowed down to Sukadev. And Sukadev Goswami offered his respects to everyone. His quality, he had no false ego. And the Srimad Bhagavatam explains one of the highlight features of his enlightened state is he saw everyone with equal vision. He did not see people according to their bodies. He didn't see their people according to their external differences. He saw his own soul within his heart and he could identify, appreciate and love the soul in every heart because every soul is part of Krishna. Parikshit Maharaj asked these essential questions to Sukadev Goswami. To how, how to love Krishna, always remember Krishna, the Supreme Lord who has many names, to associate with the Lord's devotees and to be a friend to all beings. These three principles are so sacred 
in our life. Sukadev Goswami then spoke to Parikshit what he had heard from his father in Parampara, Srila Veda Vyas. He spoke the Srimad Bhagavatam. Parikshit Maharaj, not only did he receive the highest, purest message, which culminated in Krishna's beautiful leelas or pastimes in Brindaban, and those pastimes culminate in Krishna's love for Sri Radha and Radha's supreme love for Sri Krishna. The crest jewel, the cream of all the Vedas, the culmination of the whole career of Yasdev is the Srimad Bhagavatam. And it was spoken at a time of such crisis. In Sri Chaitanya Charitamrita, there's a beautiful story which is connected to the Pandavas. Parikshit Maharaj was the grandson of the Pandavas. In Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, Maharaj Pandu appeared as Bhavanandarai, and his five sons were the five Pandavas. The most illustrious of those five sons is Srila Ramanandarai. Something happened inconceivable but so instructive something happened to one of Ramanandarai's brothers who was one of the Pandavas his name Gopinath Patanayaka Gopinath was a householder he had a family, and he had a job. He was working for the government. And somehow or other, although he was an, a great devotee of the Lord, he made a mistake. It seemed innocent enough to him, but he was taking more money than was rightfully his from the government treasury. He was collecting and he was giving only a part of what he should have given. He was caught. And it's a long and beautiful story, but essentially the king of Orissa, Prataparuja, his son, was very angry with Gopinath Patanaya because he felt at one time slighted by him. So he sentenced Gopinath Patanayaka to death. On that very day, a ghastly death, to be brought to an elevated platform and then throw down, thrown down onto numerous sharp swords. It's called Changa. 
So Gopinath Patanayaka was there, looking down at the swords. And he was praying. With all his heart, with all his mind, he was praying. Not praying, please save me. He was praying, let me remember you, Krishna. His body, mind, soul, heart was immersed in remembering Lord Chaitanya, remembering Krishna, taking shelter. We know how Gajendra took shelter. We know how Ambarish took shelter, and Prahlad, and Kunti Devi, and Arjuna. We know how the gopis and the gopas of Vrindavan, every time a demon came or when Indra sent massive, devastating rainstorms and winds, they took shelter of Krishna. Krishna, I'm yours. Sharanagati. Bhaktivinoda Thakur prayed that Krishna, if you want, you can kill me. If you want, you can protect me. That type of remembrance opens the doors to true love, the highest liberation. Nadananna janam na sundarim kavitam vajagadisha kameye mama janmani janmani shwari bhavatat bhakti rohayit kitvai. Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu taught us this prayer. I do not want wealth or the, the pleasure of sexual relationships, romance. I do not want fame or power. I don't want to be a great scholar. I don't even want liberation from suffering. I only want, my Lord, that in whatever situation you may put me in, I can serve you unconditionally. Such a mood. This is how Gopinath Patanayaka was taking shelter when he was seconds away from death. And somehow or other, because he prayed to the Lord in such a way, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in his heart was pleased with him. And King Prataparudra at the very last second got this news, what was happening. He said, no, no, don't do this to him. He's such a great person, such a great family. And he was released. And King Prataparudra was so regretful that his son has, had put Gopinath Patanaika into such a fearful state that He glorified him. He put a royal silken cloth around his head to honor him. And not only did he give him the same post in his government, but he gave him a raise where he was being paid significantly more 
after this, Gopinath Patanayaka came to Lord Chaitanya and he prayed. He said, everywhere around Puri, people are thinking that I have received such mercy. After being at the verge of death, now I've been given a higher position. I've been given a higher salary. I'm being honored and glorified. But this is not really what your mercy is. My brothers, Ramananda Rai, Vaninath Rai, they received your true mercy. Ramananda Rai is your personal associate, absorbed in ecstatic love, prema bhakti. And Vaninath Rai is a personal assistant to you, assisting your assistance, absorbed in loving devotion. This is real mercy. When one achieves your loving service, not these material things that are always vanishing. I want to be like Ramananda Rai and Vaninath Rai. Let me renounce everything of this world like them and, and serve you in this way. And, when, and he meant it. He was willing to renounce everything in the name of surrender. And Lord Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him, if you were to renounce your home and your wealth and your job, then who would take care of your large family? They are Krishna's children. You must continue your job. It is not a, renunciation is not a matter of giving up one's family or not giving up one's family, giving up wealth or, or, or earning great wealth. True renunciation is the spirit of devotion in our heart. To not live with greed, to not live with arrogance, but to live with compassion and to see everything as Krishna's property. Lord Chaitanya said, you will achieve the highest perfection. I want you to just continue what you're doing, but don't make these mistakes anymore like you did last time. Live honestly. Live sincerely. And always meditate in a mood of taking shelter of Krishna. And Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu made that shelter of Krishna especially accessible through kirtan, through japa, bhajan, through the chanting of the holy names. Nam namakari pahuta nija saravashantis. Krishna, you have appeared in your holy name. And you have so many names. When one truly takes shelter of Krishna's name or any name of God, then one will appreciate how there are many names of God. And it is the same God, the same 
lover, the same beloved, the same origin of all existence and all beings is personally present in all his names. And Krishna, you have invested all your powers, your beauty, your sweetness, your pastimes, your power as creator, maintainer, and destroyer of all existence. And above that, your love, your loving pastimes. You have invested all of this opulence in your names. To take shelter of Krishna's names, to take shelter of Krishna's words in Bhagavad Gita, of Krishna's pastimes in Srimad Bhagavatam, Mahabharat, Ramayan, Puranas, and so many other literatures, and to take shelter of Krishna's devotees, those who are sincerely trying to share Krishna from their hearts with each other. When devotees come together to hear and chant the glories of Lord Krishna, Krishna's there. They, the greatest happiness, the greatest pleasure when we seek our joy in life in sharing Krishna with one another. This beautiful song by Govinda Das, praying to his mind, please my mind, worship Lord Krishna. Remember Sri Nandanandana, my beloved Lord. Because in remembering, in seeking shelter of Krishna, one can be free from all fear. Fear, danger, calamity for a sincere devotee, it is a blessing and an opportunity to fully concentrate on seeking shelter of Krishna. And in seeking shelter of Krishna, we go beyond birth and beyond death. When Sukadev Goswami began speaking to Parikshit Maharaj, he told him that the greatness of life is not in the number of years we live, but in the quality of our consciousness, in the quality of our life. That are one moment absorbed in Krishna, then a long, long life of many years absorbed in so many temporary material thoughts. He gave the example of Maharaj Katvanga. He was also a king. He had one moment to live. And when he was told this news with great eagerness, with his body, mind, heart, and soul, 
he took shelter of his beloved Lord Narayan. And in that moment, he attained the supreme highest perfection of life. Beyond this material existence, across the causal ocean, within the Paravyoma, he attained eternal loving service in the pastimes of the Supreme Lord. Parikshit Maharaj, in this beautiful verse we're reading today, he faced his difficulty with gratitude. We may not be grateful for the things that are happening. That may be beyond our ability. When there's pain, when there's loss, when there's injustices in the world, we're not grateful that those things are happening. That's very difficult. But what we are grateful for in, in this situation, Krishna is waiting for me. Ishwara Sarava Bhutanam Hridesheyajunatishtiti Srinvatam Sukata Krishna Punya Sravana Kyotana Hridyantasto Yabhadrani Bidunalti Suritsita Krishna's in my heart. He's always in my heart. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for those devotees who are helping me to understand this. Whatever role we're in, we may be in very senior roles or very simple junior roles by material calculation. But the greatness of our life is the sincerity of our intent to serve with love and the integrity in, in how we express that through our words and actions. Whether we're a little squirrel or Hanuman, whether we're Chatayu or we're Vibhishan, Whatever situation may be, Kunti Devi, she saw Krishna especially in times of calamity. She did not like the calamities. Please don't think that there's anything wrong with you if you don't like the hardships that are going, you're going through. We don't like to see other people suffer. We don't like to suffer ourselves. What does it mean to be grateful? It means, despite all this, Krishna is in my heart. I'm grateful for Krishna. I'm grateful to the devotees of the Lord who are helping me remember Krishna. I'm grateful for the opportunity to remember Krishna, to chant Krishna's names, to read the Srimad Bhagavatam. In this way, in every situation, Vipada Shantuta, Shashwa Tatra Tatra Jagatkuru. Queen Kunti prays, when the calamities come, I remember you, Krishna. 
And she's grateful to Krishna that you're there in your remembrance. This whole material existence, in one sense, everyone's in a lockdown. We're all separated from the Lord in our heart. But the door, the door to liberation, the door to real happiness is wherever with a grateful heart we take shelter of Krishna. Vitaraga bhaya krodha manmaya mamu bhashada bhava jnana tapasa purtamad bhavama gataha being freed from attachment, fear, and anger. Seeking shelter of me, remembering me, Krishna tells. Many great persons of the past and in the present, many great persons have attained love for me. It is that love that is Purusharta Siromani, the true treasure, the true wealth, the true joy of love. Let us, following in the footsteps of the great souls, be grateful that in every situation, Krishna is there. We have the opportunity to pray for others to help them to be with Krishna. In giving, we receive. I'm so very, very grateful to be with all of you. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna. I don't know what's happening with all of the um, people who are technologically organizing this, but let us, let us just sing this one song for a moment together. Bajahure mana srinandanandana Abhaya charanara vindare. Bajahure mana srinandanandana. Abhaya charanara vindare. Tulabamanava janamasat sange. Taraha e babo sindare. Dulabamanava janamasat sange taraha ehipavo sindare. Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhunityananda Sri Advaita Dadhar Srivasadi Gaur Bhakta Brinda
हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे 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 कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे हरे जय प्रभु पाद 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 जे राधा गोपीनाथ राधा गोपीनाथ राधे जय राधा गोपीनाथ राधा गोपीनाथ राधे वंशकूप्य कृपा सिंधुभ्य पतिथानिभ्यो वैष्णवेभ्यो नमो नम अनकोतिवैष्णवृंदकी